friends, let us pause and hold silence as we center ourselves for worship. This is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God takes its place. Let us stand in body or in spirit, ready to be shaped by its invitation for grace and justice between us. If you're able, please stand. And a special welcome to friends and family of Blair and Chloe as we join here today to celebrate the baptism of their daughter, Ottilie. Oh God, as we gather here in this coronation weekend, we gather remembering that the King of Kings' throne was a cross. His crown was made of thorns. His robes were wheels and cuts inflicted upon his body. We gather here today to worship the one who calls us to serve. Let us worship God. Our baptismal hymn, 632, our children, Lord, in faith and prayer.
witness the coronation yesterday, the opening line of it as young choristers welcomed King Charles into Westminster Abbey with these words, Your Majesty, as children of the Kingdom of God, we welcome you in the name of the King of Kings. Welcomed by children, we welcomed the King. Welcomed by children, as we welcome new life into the world, and we welcome new children into the church through the gift of baptism. And as we welcome all children into the church, they are children of God with a voice. So I wanted to share this poem shared to me by a friend by Kathleen Jamie. Bird at the top of the world, who knew it would come to this? What are you singing? What are you singing for? Perhaps you just can't help yourself over the entire hemisphere your flute phrases fall, announcing spring again, our northern spring, steering deep and dark within bare forests, advancing across plains towards great cities with their tatty city parks, their plain trees shading street cafes. Even the seas present no obstacle, no border, because you're welcome, bird, singing at the top of the world. Poe and Blair, welcome to this special place again, where we recognize and celebrate a promise given to Ottilie of a love that refuses to let her go. It is an ancient sign but it's a sign that Jesus shared into, a sign that makes all things new. So let us gather here, trusting that this water, while it remains water, holds a symbol of God's love and the Savior who gave everything for us. Let us pray. God and water, you birthed the world, a new creation for the universe. Jesus, through water, you were baptized, sharing in our humanity. Spirit, by water, you continue to call us into a new way of living. May we hear once more your calling to be yours and bring Ottilie through the waters, dedicating her into the promise of love. And hear us now as we pray together with the church across the world. In the words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Blair and Chloe, you have a great responsibility to do.
Do you promise God being your helper to make your home a Christian home and to continue to bring Ottilie up in the faith and the commonwealth of the church? People of God, today Ottilie has been baptised here in our midst as part of one worldwide church. We have been given the responsibility to nurture and offer her the good news. Do you promise to continue to welcome and uphold her, to nurture and strengthen her, and give her your time and your love in the commonwealth of the Spirit? If you do, please stand. for you Jesus came into the world and showed us all about God's love for you he suffered and died that first Easter for you also he rose again and celebrated new life all this he did for you Ottilie and even though like everyone else here we don't fully understand it but that doesn't matter for we love God because God first loved us Ottilie Agnes Crawford, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the blessing of the God of life, the Son of love, and the Spirit of truth, descend upon you and remain in your heart forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. and Blair as Ottilie's parents you are witnesses to what has happened here today so please tell her about the faith and give her the chance to respond in her own way to the mystery of faith and the love of God. Ottilie there will always be a place, a home for you here, you're part of one worldwide family and we will celebrate it when you join us here. May God always bless you. Let us pray. God, you continually call your people into community, into renewal and life, to respond to your love. And we thank you for Ottilie's baptism today. Lead Ottilie into the world, and together as parents and God's people, may we enable her to discover your truth, be touched by your mystery. And may we let her question what too many take for granted, 
and give her space to discover you in her own. Guide Chloe and Blair in their care for Miles and Ottilie. And as a whole family, may they live in the anticipation of love, the promise of the saints, hope of eternity, laughter of heaven and peace on earth. Touch us with your presence, the very core of what we are. Hear us in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Anna and Kate Jackson, I think, I've got the baptismal certificate and a Bible, so you can share those stories with Otley and remind her of her baptism. Thank you, girls. Following our next hymn, the children will leave for Sunday Club and Crash. Any children in the baptismal party are welcome to go through. You're also welcome to remain and can come and go as you please. So it's up to yourself. So next hymn, 160. Praise my soul, the King of Heaven.
Friends, our food bank collection continues at the West Halls on a Tuesday at Main Street, 10 until 12 and 7 till 8pm. Please continue to support that if you're able. The Life and Work is available for collection at the back of the church. Tomorrow is part of the King's Coronation Weekend. Tomorrow, the King requested a, a big help out, a volunteering day, so we are putting that on at the church of an area of land across to make a community garden, and we're hoping to clear some of that area tomorrow. So if you're free, 10 until 12, come down, bring a rake, some cutters, a shovel or something, and yourself, and we'll clear up, a bit of a community clear up, but not be too hard work, and then we'll have uh, scones and tea uh, and biscuits in here from 12 o'clock. So please, if you wish to come along, there's a list at the back of the church just for catering purposes, it would help, but we'll sure have provisions or I'll try and recreate a miracle. Um, but we'll, we'll get through, so 10 until 12 tomorrow, just meeting at the, the church, uh, and 12 o'clock for scones and tea. The Kirk Carnival is next week. We're really looking forward to that. 12 o'clock at the Kirk for the fancy dress uh, judging. I'm hearing there's some adult teams in the fancy dress competition. So get a team together and get down, challenge the adult team for saying no more. It'd be a lovely surprise. Um, 12 o'clock here and 1 o'clock for the official opening up at the Carrick Centre and West Hall. So please, we pray for a dry weekend, but come along and support that, our first full carnival in a few years following the restrictions. As it intimated um, from the end of June to the end of July, I'll be undertaking a pulpit exchange with an American colleague, the Reverend Jonathan Warren, and his wife and two uh, daughters will be coming here to Jermanson to lead worship here, and I'll be doing the reverse uh, to Jacksonville, Illinois. Um, we're looking for people to either spend a day with the family or host them for a meal. They're looking to share a meal in company with all ages in the church. So if anybody would wish to do that, then please do so. They want to visit some places, um, which I've got a list for. So if anybody would like to accompany them there or to take them on a day out that you're going, then please share that Scottish hospitality with them. So you can speak to me or send me an email and I'll add you to the list. They're a really lovely family and they're really looking forward to coming here and sharing time in this church and community. Donations for the chocolate tombola, toiletries, bottle stall, etc. There was a up the back of the church could be done today. However, um, donations for the plant stall will be gratefully received on Friday the 12th or 13th of May, so this Friday or Saturday, and cuttings can be donated to Peter McCarroll or Norman Macbeth. Donations for the home baking and produce stall handed into the Carrick Centre again on Friday or Saturday morning. And the same for the tea room, the West Halls, Friday or Saturday morning for donations of baking. So please support that in any way you can. That's all our intimations. Please keep the life and work of the church in your prayers. The choir will now sing the anthem, Jesus the Liberator.
Scripture will now be read by Morrison Locke. Let's listen for God's word. Reading is from 1 Peter chapter 2, reading from verses 4 to 10. The living stone to the chosen people. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, the stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. And a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey, disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of dark, darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hymn 374, the servant king, from heaven you came, help to save. <laughs>
last rehearsal for the page. <laughs> Let us pray. Spirit, may we be open, imaginative, creative in our hearing. May we listen deep down to the truths that do not lie in the past, but in the conversations we have with our doubts in the future. So be it. Amen. This weekend we have lived through history. Yesterday, King Charles III had his coronation service, a great day of tradition and celebration. No one does ceremony better than us, particularly the Anglicans. Yet once again, I'm bemused by people who feel the need to tell the world they're angry. People are always angry. But those who want to be angry about a celebration, a tradition, really. And they rule out the old arguments as people need food banks. Yet I wonder how many of those people come on a Tuesday and support the food bank we run for the most vulnerable in society. I would also point out they may want to look at who they vote for the next time. It's a government who controls spending and have a two billion pound underspend, but that's for another sermon. This historic event that I'm sure many of us watched yesterday, steeped in history and symbolism, saw the king commit to a life of service to both God and all people. As we reflect on this moment in history, we're reminded of the enduring nature of the monarchy and the role it plays in our national identity. The coronation of a king is not simply a ceremonial event, but a moment of solemn consecration. The anointing, screened, a personal moment between king and God. The monarch set apart for a sacred purpose. And in his coronation oath, King Charles pledged to uphold the laws and customs of the realm, defend the faith, indeed faiths, and to serve people of the land with honour and dignity. These are not mere words, but a sacred covenant between the monarch and the people a covenant that's endured for centuries. In the very first part of the service, as I mentioned at the start of Othley's baptism, a new addition known as greeting the king. Child choristers representing the kingdom of God welcomed the king, to which the king replied in his name, and after his example, I come not to be served, but to serve. In other words, in Christ's name, 
and by the example he gave us, I come to serve. Stripped of all the pomp and ceremony, the first response by the king underpinned the holy event. The king is called to serve. To follow the example of Jesus, who came not to be served, but to serve. And since the age of 20, just 20 years old, when he became the Prince of Wales, Charles has just done that. He served. He's passionate about climate change and petitions organizations and leaders across the world. He cares about the arts and young people, giving them chances in life. And I know having spoken to ministers who have preached at Crathy in his presence and spent the weekend at Balmoral with him afterwards, he's a man of deep faith, deep spirituality. Yet gladly he still has a deep interest in other world faiths. 45 years ago, he wanted to inspire and improve the lives of young people. So when he left the Navy, he used his severance pay to fund community initiatives in what would become the Prince's Trust, providing educational employability skills, helping start up programs. Over a million people in the UK have benefited and it's now an international Prince's Trust. It turns lives around. Just last week in Songs of Praise, there was a woman speaking who had been in prison for six years for drug dealing. She got a chance through the Prince's Trust. She said, without this chance, she would never be running her own florist and cafes. She'd be dead. Closer to home, Dumfries House saved by the then Prince of Wales, the now King Charles, helps the local communities, employs hundreds of people, gives young people the chances to learn new skills and crafts in a place since the mines have closed, there is poverty and low employment. I come to serve, not to be served. But the coronation is not just about the king. It's a moment of renewal and recommitment for people of a nation. And in today's passage, Peter reminds us that we are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We're not defined by our status or circumstances, but by our relationship with God and our shared identity as part of God's family. As we witness the pageantry and grandeur of the coronation, we're reminded of that enduring nature of the monarchy. We're also reminded of our own identity as children of God and the sacred purpose to which we are called. 
just as King Charles has pledged to uplaw, uphold the laws and customs of the realm, defend the faith, serve people with honour and dignity. So we too are called. We're called to live out our identity as a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We're called to use our gifts and talents to serve others, not to be served, to embody the values of God's kingdom in our world, to be a force for good. We're called to be a community that reflects love and justice and compassion of this God who calls us to be a source of hope and healing to all people. But as we reflect on our identity and our calling, we're also reminded of the struggles and challenges that come with living out our faith in the world. Just as the king will face trials and obstacles in his reign, so too we will face on our journey of faith. But let us be encouraged by these words in 1 Peter 2.9. For we are not alone in our struggles. We are part of a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. United by our faith in God and our shared purpose in this world. So let us hold fast to that identity as children of God, even in the face of adversity. Let us be inspired by that example of King Charles yesterday who pledged himself to serve and who has tangibly made a difference in the lives of other people. Let us be filled with hope and with confidence as we look into the future. Knowing that we're part of a great tradition, a great faith that will endure for generations to come. May God bless King Charles and all people and may we all be strengthened in our faith and our calling as we journey together in service of God. Glory be to the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forevermore, world without end. Amen. 159, Lord for the years.
to God's word and the giving of our offering. The offering will now be uplifted. Let us pray. Generous and loving God, we bring to you now these tokens, tokens of our love for you. May they be used to inspire new roots for your people, to discover your love for themselves. Eternal and almighty God, we humbly bow before you, knowing that you are the sovereign Lord. Today we remember that Christ is for us the way, the truth, and the life, and through him we come to you. In that knowledge we pray for the nations of our world and all that unites and divides us. We remember the times we get it so wrong and enter into conflict, recalling the destruction that war brings. We know that this is not your way. For your way is the way of peace. We pray for peace among the nations and the recognition of each other through a common humanity and with unconditional love, a lasting peace that sees truth and life at its heart. We pray for all who work for peace and reconciliation. Eternal God, Tell us that we can ask for anything in your name. 
we're bold to imagine in your presence countries and nations striving for understanding and finding ways of living together inspired by your way where we provide for those who lack food, work or shelter inspired in your truth may we seek justice and bring integrity to public life inspired by your life may we reveal the light of God's presence to the sick, the weak, the dying to comfort and strengthen all who grieve this day for our king the queen and the royal family may your blessing be upon them and the duties they carry out throughout our land and abroad grant to his majesty king charles the gift of wise leadership and opportunities to influence the protection of our planet grant him clarity of vision and the strength to be self-giving and faithful May he rule with courage, impartiality, and faith. Everlasting God, before you all the generations rise and pass away, and all is seen and nothing is lost. Your word has always been there since the beginning of time. The constant sound of the divine, echoing in the beauty of creation, there is a truth to be discovered and rediscovered by each passing generation in the days of this new reign. May your grace be felt once more and your praise be sung anew. And may your people return and share your love with joy and hope. All these prayers spoken and those only spoken quietly in our own hearts and minds. We lay before your throne of grace. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. 167, guide me, O thou great Jehovah.
God save King Charles. Go from here, call to serve. Go to love and serve the Lord. And as we go, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore. Mm -hmm.